Welcome to the Brave Yes CEO Show, a podcast that explores what it means to be business brave. I'm your host, Sean Fink, a brave business coach for wholehearted entrepreneurs. I help you upgrade your confidence, your cash, and your commitments to contributing to the greater good. Stick around for today's Brave Yes CEO episode, and you can learn more about me and my private Brave Business Coaching program over at seanfink.com. So feel the fear and yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Can we? So in the weeks and months after I began a really beautiful deep dive into my personal fear story, and this was several years ago now, I was doing a lot of reading on how to be more courageous. At the time, I had a really wonderful business that had hit six figures, and then it kind of plateaued, and I wasn't sure where to take things from there. I knew I needed to take some risks, but I was really afraid to do what I knew I needed to do. In fact, I remember laughing a lot because while I was really busy not changing a thing, (laughs) my business mentor at the time, and somebody who has actually kind of opted out of the business world since, um, and very recently, she was literally pivoting every five minutes, it felt like. Seriously, every year she was rebranding or changing up her business model. And here I was slogging along with the exact same business, the same offers, the same message, the same people. And that's where I stayed for eight years in my comfort zone. In 2020, I reached a point where I was like, okay, I I don't want to keep doing things this way. In fact, eight years is the longest I've done anything ever the same in my life. And I remember thinking the actual words that came out of my mouth is if I have to do this the same way for another year, I am literally going to lose my mind. And so that was the year I say I threw the backpack over the wall. It was 2020, and if ever you're going to burn down anything, that was the year to do it. But I'm not being fully transparent when I say that I threw the backpack over the wall. It's like I just kind of went all in spontaneously one minute of the year. But the truth is there was much more to the story. There was a spiritual component to that decision. And I was spiritually, mentally, emotionally fit. I had done the work to be the resilient human being that I needed to be to take such a massive risk. And so part of that was I had been doing a lot of work to understand what was keeping me in place, what was keeping me stagnant. I was really digging deep into my fear story. And in my research, And what I needed to do to heal the fear story, this idea of feel the fear and do it anyway kept popping up. Do it scared. Feel the fear and do it anyway. 
Just do it. But here's the thing. I knew that that did not ring true for me. It was never going to work for me or my work or my clients. Fear the fear, feel the fear and do it anyway is very rooted in toxic masculinity, which I reject 1000%. I reject toxic toxic masculinity, which promotes being tough, being powerful, being hard on yourself. There's no room for the weak. You run like a girl, in other words. What I knew to be true for myself and for the many women I have worked with around the world on fear, on scarcity, and not enoughness is that that kind of tone-deaf advice forgets a whole lot of things. First of all, it forgets that our bodies remember fear and that knowing, that knowing is often an obstacle to starting and finishing anything. Let me say that again. It's an obstacle to starting and it's an obstacle to finishing. When the body senses fear, it is going to do its job. It is literally going to do its job. And so when we say fear the fear and do it anyway, we're forgetting that our fear is going to rise up. It is going to be an obstacle that shows up no matter what unless we feel the fear inside and we honor it and we notice it and we befriend it. If we don't do that, it's going to come out of us in an ugly way, perhaps to our partners, to our kids, to ourselves in the mirror. It won't be pretty. Second of all, when we accept this notion to feel the fear and do it anyway, we are glossing over a really important fact for most of us, and that is that we are sensitive human beings. Hello, highly sensitive woman right here. (laughs) We are soft, we are sensitive, we are fragile, and yes, some of us run like a girl. And all of this is okay, and it is okay to be strong and weak. We can be resilient and sensitive, and I hope we are. And and so the big leap that we need to do in our businesses and our lives isn't always or often even a big leap at all. And the more I research and get really clear on what it means to be business brave so that we can do bold work in this world, the more passion I have to bring spiritual work to brave and bold entrepreneurship. Because there was a lot of work for me before I threw that backpack over the wall in 2020 and pivoted. There had been a series, multitude of small intentional brave actions happening behind the scenes for years. I was braving up all along. So I was ready to throw the backpack over the wall because I had been braving up. And as the time grew closer 
to my brave yes of pivoting my business and letting people know about that, it should be very clear to you that I also hired a coach to hold my hand to do the hard things. I wasn't going to do that by myself. (laughs) And honestly, I knew at the time where I was heading, even though I didn't have a great understanding about what that was at the time. I did not have clear evidence that anything I was going to do was going to work out, but I did have something else. I had a very strong community. I had a a network. I had people. I had I had a fan club, not just within my own audience, but in my colleagues. I was not starting from scratch. I was starting from privilege. And so that mixture of the spiritual work of digging into my fear story and those radical well-being and spiritual audacious practices that helped me brave up, helped me get to that place of unconditional support to do the hard things. And I think this is really essential. Business is relational as much as it is solitary. And the more support we have to doing bold work, the braver we can be. And finally, when people say fear, feel the fear and do it anyway, they're forgetting that not everything needs to be done fast and furiously. That patience, power, and purpose need to be, need to be in total alignment before we are ready to make a bold move in our work or in our lives. You don't just get to the other side of fear by sheer force and striving and kicking and screaming. You have to befriend your fear. You have to set it up for success. You have to have the spiritual tools to help you brave up so that you can cope with this uncertainty of the future and anything that's going to terrify you, which is most of business. (laughs) You have to have the tools for doing the hard things which maybe is raising your prices or changing your offers or changing how you show up or setting boundaries around how you do your work, how you work with people. You need practices, business practices and spiritual practices and well-being practices so that you have the capacity, the capacity to do the big work, the changes, the pivoting. All of this visibility and business strategy requires the tools and the strategies that you need in order to slow down your nervous system and cope with the fear. The fear of rejection, the fear of fear of failure, the fear of being seen, the fear of taking up space so you can hold space for yourself as you go after your brave yes mission. That fire that burns within you, that flame that I talked about in the last episode. What I'm saying here is that when fear arises, you don't need to just feel it and move through it. You need to know what to do with it and how to work with it. And this is literally my work. 
I love when my clients and business in Brave Business Coaching tell me about how they showed up for themselves, put themselves out there and spoke up for their needs. This kind of self-advocacy is essential in entrepreneurship. We must create sustainable businesses that we can maintain over time, over a long period of time. Our energy to doing the work, to doing brave work, to chasing after that mission is not easy. And so when fear shows up, I invite you to stop and pause. I invite you to take a moment to see where that fear is in your body and see where it's hiding and what it's trying to tell you. I invite you to get curious about the fear and get to the root of your fear story, something that we work on in Brave Business Coaching, especially when a client is consistently not following through on their business plan, the plan that they know they need to do in order to grow their business or their visibility in their business. So often it's the ladder that holds people up. But it all begins with that pause, that first step of breathing and noticing the fear. Noticing that fear has shown up and noticing where it is being held in our bodies. And then softening in a way to hold space for it and calm it down before we move through to doing the hard things, the uncomfortable things. Being business brave means we are not letting ourselves off the hook for the hard things. We are not letting ourselves off the hook for visibility or making change or standing up and speaking out. We are not letting ourselves off the hook for the hard things. But we are also not going to accept a do it scared mentality that neglects our needs, our body's warnings, our own sensitivities, our own compassion for the world and for ourselves. Yes, we are going to feel the fear. But then we're going to work with the fear and we're going to heal the fear. And then when we're ready, we will take the next small, brave step toward the big goal, whatever that is. Let me repeat that just so we're really clear here. We're going to feel the fear, but then we're going to work with that fear and we're going to heal that fear. And then when you're ready, you will take the next small, brave step forward. This is truly the only way I know how to diminish the voice of fear within us 
consistently so that it stops showing up and shouting so that we're not living <laughs> on the edge like Thelma and Louise ready to just kind of jump off the cliff. Before we throw the backpack over the wall or any other smaller, bolder business move, we have to learn how to not let fear rule us. It's going to always be rising up. It's going to always be there. And if powering through and feeling it and doing it anyway is your thing, then hey, that's your thing. That's your thing. My people, we need more than that. <laughs> My people, we need more than that. This level of mindfulness that I'm talking about with our fear allows us to then move into creating a true sense of intentionality. What we're going to do with that fear to move forward. This requires us to honor the fear. It requires us to understand it. It requires us to be curious about it. But first, we must pause. We must take a deep breath and know when we have let fear take over. And we must know and believe and trust that we do not need to let that fear voice rule us, that we don't have to do it scared, that we can actually calm the fear and heal the fear. This is what it means to be business brave. Thank you for listening to this episode. It is such a pleasure to know that you are on the other side of this podcast. I would be deeply grateful if you would leave a review if you liked this episode. I would even be more grateful if you shared this episode with a business bestie who you know is ruled by some fear, and we all are at times. Thank you so much for being here and listening. Just a reminder that episodes are now dropping two times a month. And I encourage you, if you want to hear more about Brave Business Coaching, to get on the Brave Yes newsletter list. Emails go out to you every Sunday morning. Thank you again. Have a great week. Remember to pause.